Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 18 of Full Throttle, the motorcycle racing podcast from Eurosports. I'm Greg Haynes. Well, the European heat wave may have subdued in the UK at least, but things are still simmering away very nicely in the bike world. British Superbikes heads to Thruxton this weekend, the fastest racetrack in the country, and we'll be bringing all of the live coverage on Eurosports and the Eurosport player. But last weekend, the destination was Suzuka in Japan for the annual eight-hour race, the last race of the World Endurance Championship season of 2017-18. to Australian Josh Hook has become World Endurance Champion on the FCC TSR Honda, while victory for the most prestigious race on the trail was also up for grabs. A selection of BSB riders were there, but it was former BSB champion Alex Lowes who crossed the line to take victory with the headlights on, his third consecutive win and the fourth in a row for Yamaha. Lowes winning it alongside world SBK teammate Michael van der Mark and the Japanese rider Katz Nakasuga, although Nakasuga didn't ride in the actual race following an earlier crash. Red Bull Honda finished second, while third was Team Green Kawasaki. All stints except one coming from World Superbike champion Jonathan Ray or his teammate Leon Haslam. Any chance of the win was gone when the bike with Ray on board crashed at low speed heading around the world famous Spoon Corner. But just before Suzuka started came the big confirmation that Leon Haslam will replace Tom Sykes to become Jonathan Ray's teammates in the World Superbike Championship next year. And that's the big talking point for this week's show. We'll be chatting with Eurosport commentator and former World Superbike race winner James Whittam and hearing from Motorcycle News BSB reporter Ollie Rushby. And before we go, we'll be previewing Thruxton BSB this weekend. So James Whittam, it's out there. It's been this best kept secret for ages in a way, hasn't it? But we all knew it was coming. So uh, the best public secret, I suppose you could say, is out there. Leon Haslam is going to KRT next year. Yeah, well, I think it's actually the worst kept secret ever in the world because we all kind of knew it. I mean, the only person who uh, was been uh, kind of not saying much about it was Leon. Everybody else seems to have been talking about it and seems to have accepted that that is what's going to happen, and uh, yeah, so it is happening, which is, it's absolutely brilliant for Leon. Yeah, I mean, it's great, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people didn't expect it at first. We sort of started hearing about it around the Laguna Seca weekend, but he's obviously got a good relationship with Kawasaki Japan. 
And I think that's the main the main element of this, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think it was mostly Kawasaki Japan's uh, decision. They love Leon because, well, same reason we all kind of like him in the fact that he's a grafter. He works hard. He puts one hundred and ten percent in. He's still quick, and he's really good round Suzuka. And you cannot put you cannot stress too much how much emphasis the Japanese factories still put on Suzuka. It's uh, it is quite incredible, and and I think that pulls a bit of weight. He obviously gets on well with the with the uh, people upstairs at Kawasaki, and, uh, and and good on him. Now, obviously, as we're recording this, Suzuka hasn't happened yet. This will be going out after Suzuka, but just very quickly, a few words on that because it sounds like it's going to be very very hot this year. Yeah, um, it, what are we? We now sitting probably a day before they start getting out on track, um, yeah. and. There's a heat wave uh, covering the whole of Japan, and they've had some. I mean, people have, have been dying of heat stroke, and they've had three or four thousand people admitted to hospital with heat stroke. It's in the 40s. I mean, Suzuka eight hour this time of year in Japan. I've done the Suzuka eight hour a couple of times, and I've raced in Japan at Suzuka when it isn't when it hasn't been the eight hour, just normal uh, Grand Prix, and I've raced at um, Sugo many times in Superbike and Super Sport. Now, mm. you expect at certain times of year it to be very hot in Japan. Now, Suzuka 8 hour is at the hot time of year, so it's very humid, it's very hot. You would expect 32 to 34 degrees and about 80%, maybe 85% humidity. It's stifling conditions to be having your leathers on and racing. However, the last three weeks in Japan, and it continues, uh, it's been 42, uh, 43 degrees and similar humidity. So it's been... It's been it's been blooming hot, and and that to me that that that's it's too hot to be racing bikes. I would have said, but <laughs> I don't know whether you know. Well, you know, you see, I mean, it's a bit different when it's I've raced in Europe when it's and the Middle East actually when it's been uh, really hot when it's been you know thirty eight degrees, forty degrees, but it's dry heat and you get some respite when you sit up at the end of the straight, you vented leathers, all that. And you can still sweat a bit and you can cope with that as long as you can keep enough fluids going in. But when it's oppressive humidity as well and really warm, it's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a killer. And obviously, as I say, by the time this podcast goes out, we'll know who won, but he's alongside Jonathan Ray. And then, of course, alongside Jonathan Ray next year. I guess if you were Jonathan, you'd be pleased with this outcome, wouldn't you, Leon Haslam? You know him well, Suzuki teammates, Honda teammates in the past. You would imagine it's going to be a better relationship than Jonathan and Tom Sykes. Yeah, I mean, you've you've got to be careful. The last thing I want to do is do any disservice to uh, to, to Tom Sykes. Yeah, because he's still a brilliant rider and one of the fastest riders in the world. He can still put a bike on pole with a qualifier doing an incredible time. You know, you can't do that unless you can ride a bike. Yeah, you can't just give anybody a qualifier and expect him to do them kind of times. Tom can. He can still ride a bike, there's no question. Don't want it to sound like I'm disrespecting him because I'm not. Uh, but there was rumours that they weren't getting on. and I mean, some teams work perfectly well with a wall in the garage and each side of the team working independently, and some don't. It is easier if you can get on with your teammate because you get a lot of stuff through from Kawasaki at the beginning of the season. You've got a massive testing schedule, limited amount of testing that you can do through the rules of the championship. And it does help if you've got a teammate, A, you can trust, and B, you can believe. Because, you know, you, you can run through the testing schedule, you know, twice as quick and, and get rid of the chaff that you don't need or, or isn't going to work or isn't going to work for you. 
uh, quicker than than if you're trying to put one over each other yeah. the whole time. So in that respect, I think I don't know whether Johnny might have had a little bit of a uh, hand in um, Leon's in Kawasaki's decision for Leon anyway. Uh, maybe because the two get on really well. They're both really laid back characters, and again, I'm not saying that Tom isn't, um, but they're both really laid back characters. But they're both really serious about the racing. They're both funny, quirky. Uh, you know, what's the word? Um, the word is they're both jokers. Yeah. However, when it comes to race day, neither of them are. They are both very serious, and that's you know they're both grafters. So. I think they'll get on well in that respect. Well, they know each other well anyway, don't they? Thing is, though, looking at that team, for whatever the reason, you hear all sorts of things about does Ray share his data with Sykes? Does Sykes share his data with Ray? Some people say all sorts of different things about it. But that is two different teams, isn't it? It's basically split into two at the moment. And that, I guess, won't be the case next year. No, it sounds like they're going to do a bit more data sharing. Um, A lot of it will depend on how well initially... Uh, Leon goes. I think that, and I've seen, you know, and that's a, I've seen this happening teams before. This happens with Carl Fogarty the whole of his career. He would always get on better and really well and be a good friend to the people. He didn't see as that much of a threat. As soon as you got to be a threat, which I never did, mm. uh, odd race I did, but not for a championship. Uh, so as soon as you get to be a threat for the season, like a Kajinski or a Sly or a Russell, then. Yeah, the, the 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 garage door were down, you know. So whether it's going to be like that, I don't think so. They know each other well enough by now, and and they, they you know they've, they've played out together before. It's like having kids, isn't it? Uh, I'm I'm sure they'll, you know, I'm sure they'll be all right this uh, this next season. It's like Valentino Rossi, isn't it? He's very friendly. He was so friendly with Mark Marquez at the beginning when you knew he couldn't beat him at that point. But as soon as he had a chance, bang! It really went up badly, didn't it? It's a it's a bit like that. That's it. It's just that that's human nature. Yeah, that is yeah. honestly. Perfect human nature. It just that's that's how we work. But you know, it's um, you wouldn't have got to the top of a sport, especially a sport like road racing, where you've got to take the knocks. It's not an easy thing to do. There's an element of risk involved, and you wouldn't get to the top of a sport like that unless you were a little bit selfish and a little bit wanting the best for you and a little bit determined and single-minded. You know. No, I think it's great for Leon Hasen, but I've got to ask this wit to see what you think because I know people are saying this, so we have to ask it. Is this good for the championship? Would it have been better if it was a younger, fresher talent of the future, or is this all right? You can see it both ways, can't you? I mean, there's there's plenty of Brits in it anyway. He's another Brit. Yeah. I do feel that if it had been a younger, you know, up-and-comer, I don't think it would have been a Brit anyway. I don't think we would have got the likes of a Jake Dixon or a Brad Ray in there. I I just think, championship-wise, I think it, it, it isn't managed, but... You know, you don't want that many sort of people from one country. And I, I think, I don't think it would have gone to one of the, the kids we're thinking of anyway. Maybe gone to a, I don't know, Spanish younger rider or yeah, yeah. Italian. Or, so um, in that respect, it's good that it's another Brit because I don't think it would have been anyway. Um, and yeah, maybe it would. You'd like to see somebody given a, a, a massive sort of uh, dropping in at the deep end step up. I like to see that always. But that said, it's still a brilliant opportunity for Leon. He's still quick. He's still hard as nails. He still wants it. And for him, it's a chance out of nowhere. You wouldn't have expected that being no. across your desk. You know, it, he's got to see this as his last and possibly best chance at a world championship. Other than the fact that Jonathan Ray stands like a massive, <laughs> like a massive thing. You know, he... You can't look at that championship and not think of Jonathan Ray. And 
you know, thinking of a way of beating him to a championship, every, you know, if it all goes according to plan, and you know anything can happen in this sport, but that, that's a big ask. And what, what Leon's ambitions for the year are, I'm not sure, but he's got to see it as his best ever chance at a world championship. Uh, he's on a bike that, that's way capable of winning. We've seen that every weekend. Um, and he's still possibly got the pace if things go his way. So, you know, it's an it's a, it's a unexpected but mega opportunity for him. Well, like you say, and he said it himself, this is last chance saloon, isn't it? Surely if it doesn't happen now, it's never going to happen, is it? And I don't want that to sound negative, but looking at his age and the way things have gone, this is his chance. Yeah, yeah exactly. You've got to look at his age and think, uh, he's, he's not coming back. After this, yeah. you know, there's, there's no way he's going to get a better chance of this. But he knows that. That's, that's the way the sport goes. You know, it's, um, it's, to me, it's like, um, it's like a boxer who's kind of nearly been there for a world championship, mm-hmm. dropped back a little yeah. bit, and then for some reason gets another shot at a flipping title. It's exactly what it is. It's, um, and hey, I'm sure Leon will take it with both hands. The lad, the fit, strong lad anyway, but I'm sure he'll be putting in the extra flipping, you know, going the extra mile to, to, make, sure, to make sure there's nothing left to chance. And if, you know, the last thing he wants is to look back in 20 years and say, oh, yeah, I remember when I got that factory Kawasaki deal. But, you know, I won't fit enough or what, you yeah. know, he will be, everything else will be, all his ducks will be in line, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he could obviously be the British champion by then as well. But then there's this feeling that Toprak, you know, they're keeping the seat warm for Toprak for 2020. But then again, I'm, I think that probably is the case. But if Toprak doesn't have a good year next year, he's not going to be on that bike the year after, is he, you would imagine? You would imagine. I mean, Toprak, um, he's been a Kawasaki man pretty much all his international career and he's very much earmarked for, you know, going for great things, really. Um, I think it suits the championship. I think we've enjoyed having um, Sofoglu around. We're not, we're not uh, awash with Turkish uh, riders. I think that'd be really good. And, and Top Rack's, uh, he's young and he's exciting. So, in that respect, is uh, you would like to see him on a full-on factory bike and see what he can do. So the question is, can Leon Haslam beat Jonathan Ray? And actually, could anyone beat Jonathan Ray on a Kawasaki right now? No. If I'm honest, no. I mean, I've been asked a couple of times about this. On equal terms, and they're going to be on equal terms, um, everything else been equal, no. He, can, he's, he cannot be, week in, week out, he can't beat Jonathan Ray. He'll beat him the odd time. But Jonathan's just so good at getting everything sorted and he's good at getting the best out of a worse situation that nobody else seems to be able to do as well as him. You know, he's just, he's just a, the all-round intelligent, works things out, but also a brilliant rider as well. You know, he's got, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a if, you would, if you would ground up building a motorcycle road racer, you'd build one like Jonathan Ray. You know, mental approach to it all, his fitness, he don't, blabber on too much about he just knows how fit he's got to be he don't he just gets about his business and he knows what he's got to do and and that makes him hard to beat and i think it's going to be hard for anybody to beat him i think it's going to be difficult for leon to beat him uh but you never know this sport we've you know we've seen we've seen all sorts of things happen and it can happen and it can happen to anybody in this sport you know it only, it only takes you know uh, uh, something to go on with a bike or he slides off breaks his collarbone or a wrist or whatever and we know it can happen it's happened yeah it's happened to him before so you know, shake his sat out there now, and you wouldn't have had that. You know, um, two months ago, you wouldn't have said he'd be he'd be sat out, but but he is. It's um, it's a it's a funny old sport. 
Yeah, funny old sport indeed. Well, just wait there a second. We're back with you in a minute because Ollie Rushby's on the line and Ollie was with us on the previous podcast as well, of course, at Brands Hatch. He's the MCN reporter for BSB. Uh, and interestingly, he's already spoken with Leon Haslam. He's well ahead of the game because there's a piece running in, well, ran in last week's MCN. Uh, Ollie, how do you feel about the news? Leaving the BSB paddock, of course, Leon, and, and how does he sound? Well, it's massive news, isn't it, Greg? Um, that Leon's going back to uh, World Superbikes with a dream opportunity to join the factory Kawasaki team. Um, Leon, I've been talking with him about it for, for the, the past couple of weeks now, and it's almost like he can't believe that he's got this opportunity. Yeah. Um, he's turned down World Superbike rides from the Pachetti team for the last two years because he just doesn't feel that, or didn't feel that, that he would have the machinery to, to challenge at the front in World Superbikes like he can in BSB. Um, and he, you know, we know motorbike racers, they enjoy winning races and he didn't think that was possible in World Superbike. Um, but when the factory Kawasaki team turn around and, and offer you a deal, we, we know that they can win. They're one of the very, they're one of few teams that can win at the minute. So you'd be a bit daft to turn it down, wouldn't you? And as we were just saying with Wit, the general feeling is it's only for one year. We don't yet know for sure though what's going to happen because my feeling is, yes, Toprak probably will be there in 2020. However, if Toprak struggles next year... You know, that might well rule him out of this seat alongside Ray in 2020. So Leon might have a chance of a second year or even more for a winner. Yeah, look, it's a one-year deal, but I believe that there is an option to, to make it to if Leon performs better than Kawasaki expects him to perform, um, which, you know, could well be possible. Um, you know, it's great. If, if Leon goes and wins the World Championship next year, Kawasaki aren't going to say, oh, sorry, we're going to bring this guy in now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's the, there's a, there is the potential for him to stay in World Superbikes for, for longer than that year. But equally, he said, and, and I found this bit quite interesting, he said, you know, I've got nothing to lose because the worst case scenario, after one year, I'll come back to BSB where I really enjoy racing. So he's kind of going with that nothing to lose uh, attitude and, We've kind of seen Leon before. He is a tenacious little bugger, so that could be quite interesting. Yeah, well, actually, that could be a really interesting interesting mentality, couldn't it? Because he's sort of going in there with that I've got nothing to lose mentality. Uh, that could be quite dangerous for everyone else. It's quite exciting. We've, we've already seen that Leon's not afraid of a bit of argy-bargy on track. So that could make things... It could certainly spice things up in, in World Superbike next year. Um, we know that Jonathan Ray... Um, has fallen out with teammate Tom Sykes in the past over on-track incidents. So Leon and Johnny are quite good friends at the minute. I wonder how long that's going to last. Very quickly about Tom Sykes. We've just been talking about this with James, but where do we feel Tom Sykes is going to go now? My feeling is maybe Sean Muir Racing, uh, possibly Honda. Does he actually have any other options? Everything I'm hearing points towards BMW, but there is also that Honda option as well. Um, I imagine that will come clear over the next... Over the next few weeks, uh, I believe Honda haven't actually finalised their World Superbike budget yet and won't until August the 1st, which is this week. So maybe we'll hear something in the next few weeks. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens with Sean Muir and whether he gets this BMW deal as well. Finally, Oni, obviously from your point of view in the BSB paddock, where does this leave BSB now? Does this signal the start of a bit of a new era for the British Superbike Championship? Leon Haslam won't be there at least for one year. Shaky Byrne potentially won't be on the grid. We'll see what happens. Is this a new era? It was definitely a new era. We've seen for the last two years that we've had this this surge of young riders coming up through the ranks: Jake Dixon, Bradley Ray, Luke Mossy, Danny Buchan, um, and that's that's really uh, flourished this year in the absence of Shaky because you're kind of seeing people like Dixon and Irwin take 
the challenge to, to people like Haslam, who are clearly very experienced riders. Uh, next year, without the likes of Haslam and Shaky, of course, you will still have Josh Brooks. Um, there'll be a lot more younger riders, so it will be a different era for Bisbee. It'll be a new, younger era, and I think that's great, and it'll throw the championship wide open. Yeah, I think it's good news for both championships, actually. Thank you very much for that, Ollie. Quickly back to James. Thanks for hanging on there, James. We are obviously back at BSB action this week with Thruxton. Brooksy's gone well there in the last few years. Can he do another double? Yeah, I think I think Brooks can do a double. Think back to last year. He won one and then slid off in the other, and he was he was I don't know what happened there. Because he's not, he's not um, given to panic, but um, he was away, away out in front anyway when he fell off the second time. So I think he can, he's going to have the pace to do the double. The Yamaha likes it there. He seems to have found something. I, I, I get, I, it kind of annoys me when people say, yeah, yes, he's found something. He's got, you know, I think, I don't know what happened down at Brands. I mean, he would have had a better weekend at Knock Hill. He, did, he says he doesn't like the place, but he had a, a load of mechanical stuff going on. I talked to him afterwards. That would have been a reasonable weekend for him there. I didn't have the mechanical. So I think it's been coming. It isn't just brands. Um, and I think uh, I think he can do the double. And I think he's going to be a championship threat. I mean, you know he's got the talent. It's just a matter of him getting his head right and, and getting having the bike how he wants it. I like Brooks. I think he's good for championship. I think he is going to go forward from here. I don't know why he bothers. He might as well just have another three months in Australia over the winter, taking, taking advantage of their summer, then turn up at... In, in the UK, maybe maybe end of May, do a I mean, do a Cadwell test there, and, and he's ready to go because he never does anything early on in the season. The, the thing is, though, people who really should know better, they always forget this, don't they? Leon Haslam could have a 150 point lead. It's kind of irrelevant, isn't it? It's the podium credits that are going to matter. So by the time we get there, he's going to have a, I don't know what a 20 point lead, let's say, for example. It's not going to be much. Yeah, I think I think that's that's he's going to end up with. Uh, I mean, to be honest, if somebody can go into the last. Um, the last three ra- last three rounds, six races with twenty points. That's a, that's a good advantage. However, we've seen. I'm, I'm not saying Leon threw it away last year. He didn't. Uh, he had a couple of mechanicals, and he had a, so much bad luck. He'd jump off a motorbike at 160 mile an hour, which that never does your weekend. That's never a pleasant weekend when that's happened. Yeah. Um, so he, he threw away basically, not threw away, but but lost through circumstances not of his own making, uh, for the most part, a 33-point lead as he went into uh, to the last round mm. of Brands Act. So, you know, anything can happen. Um, but cer- certainly the, the front men, Leon and Brooksy and Dixon, and I've spoke to them all about it, they've stopped even looking at, at, what, at championship points. Brooksy says he's, if he doesn't end up in the top six, he's not bothered about t- championship points if he's not in the showdown. And if he is in the showdown, he's not bothered about championship points because he's just bothered about podium points. And that's just the right way to look at it. Dixon's not bothered about... Dixon's convinced he's going to be in the showdown anyway, and I am. Um, yeah. And he says, I'm not bothered about points. I'm, I, I just want podium points. But this is the thing, isn't it, right now? I mean, anyone who's finishing fourth, they're going to be a bit gutted about that, aren't they? They really need these podium credits. All right, well, thanks very much for that, Wits. Leon Haslam to uh, Kawasaki finally confirmed. So, just to confirm, you don't reckon he's going to win the championship, but there should be a few races. I would agree with you. No, no, I, I think he'll win races. I'm not saying he won't win the championship. I'm going to, but I'm, I'm saying I think it'll take something, uh, something strange to happen. And, I, and I'm sure he'd agree. I'm not, I'm not saying anything out of turn. He's a good mate of mine, he's Leon. I wish him all the best in it. If anybody's going to give you 100%, it's going to be him. And uh, good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. I echo that. And thanks very much, Wit. I'll speak to you soon.
So many thanks to James Whittam and to Ollie Rushby. They'll both be at Thruxton, of course. That's where we'll all be for all of the live coverage on Eurosport and the Eurosport player from the fastest track in the country in Hampshire this weekend. Will Brooks be able to do the double? You do expect he's going to throw himself right back into contention, don't you? But all of the action from there this weekend. And in the meantime, go and enjoy yourselves because the weather's still good. Let's see how long it lasts, hopefully at least until the end of this weekend. See you at Thruxton. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.